0: New, 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 new. all right don't forget we are shipping safe we are shipping smart we are shipping from new york city the best comeback story <laughs> during this time that uh, i know of so let's see what we're making this week Get got a I'm lot of stuff it. okay So you get two SPI FRAM breakouts. Um, These are pretty neat, actually someone emailed us and said, hey, check it out. There's uh, new FRAM chips available um, from Fujitsu that are like really big. And I'm like, you're right, they're really big. Uh, We've had SPI and I2C FRAM, but they were like 32 kilobytes or something, which is okay, but we really wanted more. So we now have SPI FRAM uh, with a logic level shifter because these are three volt only devices. In both two megabit and four megabit, which oh, is actually kind hmm? of yeah, they on. look kind of the same. The two megabit is just a smaller chip, yeah. but they both fit on the same breakout. Uh, it's logic level shifted and there's a regulator, so you can use it with five volts Oops. or uh, we can get this one three volt logic and What's power. The difference between the two? One's chunky. See, this one's, one's chunky. So four good. megabit. Yeah. Svelte. Two okay. megabit. So um, why are these great? Well, FRAM allows you to store data in a non-volatile sense, which you write a byte, you've written a byte. Um, They don't have wear leveling issues like SPI flash. So you can write each byte, I think like a 100 billion times or something like 10 to the 12. It's a huge number. Um, You can write instantly. So it's much, much faster. You don't have to erase a page and then write a page. You can write each byte and you can write it instantly. So if you're doing data logging and you don't have like Megabytes to, to data log, but you want to make sure that um, your data log is written instantly. It doesn't have to flush, and um, you can stream data to it much much faster again than SPI flash because you don't have to erase um, any pages. Just write to the data as is, and we've got both Arduino and Python code to interact with these chips. Okay, next up, this one tried to sneak in. That's right, sneaky. This is um, a new little buck converter. You'll notice I have a couple of buck converters. I'm designing some boards that have uh, uh, bucks in them. And so it's like, well, you know, I've got these chips here and I've kind of designed it. Might as well make a breakout. This is a very low cost uh, buck converter. It doesn't have the high range that the NPM 3610 has. We put those in the store a couple of weeks ago. Those can do 20 volts. This can only do like 5 volts, maybe 6 volts in, 3.3 volts out. It can do about 1.2 amps, which is really nice. It's very small it's inexpensive i think this is still pretty handy you know if you have um a small circuit that was running on 3.3 volts you need about an amp and you've got you know maybe a lipo or you got a couple AAA or double a batteries or you've got five volt usb this will be a, a great little addition to your circuit and uh you know you'll be able to get much more current than a linear regulator for the size and without the heat issues that you have with linear regulators all right next up next up we have a New version of our RGB matrix feather wing, which people love. We had the M0 and M4 version, which was used for, as you may guess, our feather M0s and M4s. But when we came out with the NRF 52840, we were, you know, pr- part of the deal is that you have to pick very special pins and those pins were not the same on the NRF. So I kind of re respun this board around a little bit to make it feather NRF 52840 compatible. So it works with both the Feather Express nr 52840 and the Feather Sense. You can uh, assemble it in two ways. One way is you have like the socket on the top. So you have the board side by side and the RGB matrix plugs into the top. The other way to do it is um, where you solder it onto the bottom. There's a socket connector you put on the bottom. And then um, when uh, you want, you can plug it into a board. So for example, I'll just show this off. This is a feather sense here, so it's got all these sensors built in. And I've um, soldered up the wing so that it has these sockets on the bottom. So you see the feathers on top, which is nice. You can see all the sensors and the light sensors and the switches and the LEDs are available. And then this plugs into the matrix. And then I've got this demo. So let me see if I can reset it. So this is my uh that a little bit. This is a very big matrix. So I've got this LED sand demo from the feather sense, which has an accelerometer in in it. Um it can you know measure tilt and so it knows when I'm moving it and the LEDs uh move with it kind of in a in a cool fun way. So again, That's LEDs cool. and then LED sand. So just ported this demo over, and what's nice is how Uh, clean the wiring is. Again, no no jumpers, no breadboard. Um, You you plug it right in and then you just have the power connect through and then you can power it from a DC jack very easily. So it's a great addition and you still have all the sensors here. You have the Bluetooth and uh, we've got Arduino and CircuitPython code for driving these matrices now. So very easy way to make a glowy project. All right, next up let's go to Ooh, this is a cool sensor. So this is a a new sensor that Brian Sedacious uh, put together, and it took a couple weeks, but it was worth it. So this sensor is a multispectral sensor. It has 10 uh, color sensors inside of it, like different wavelengths. You can see the wavelengths in the back, 415, 445, 480, 515, 55, 590, uh, 630, 680, um, clear and near IR. So, you know, you've got uh, eight visible colors one clear which is kind of like you know general white overall luxe and then near ir and you, it can measure these uh, separately as individual bins and that's kind of neat because you can do it's like a very small very basic uh spectrometer that works over i squared c um it's very inexpensive comp- considering what you're getting with it and i think it can be really useful for science projects or uh, it's used for um you know detecting the true color of lights or monitors to calibrate them. But I think it could be really cool for like some science or sensor projects. Very interesting new sensor. All right, next up. Okay, we finally got this in the store. We have the sharp memory display, uh, 2.7 inch sharp memory display. It's finally in stock. We've carried the smaller version of this display, uh, like 1.3 inch or 1.5 inch. But we saw the 2.7 inches had come down in cost somewhat to the point where it was like, oh, we can make a breakout. Uh, so this is a very high-resolution screen. It's 400 by 240 pixels, so you can like you can see here the individual pixels All the other demos I have to use kind of chunky um, Larger graphics because it was hard to see it because it's such a, a fine pitch display um, It runs off of both 3 and 5 volts. You actually need both voltages. I found out So uh, we put both a boost converter a little uh, switch cap converter and a linear regulator so you can use it with 3 volt or 5 volt logic um, and then I ported bad apple to it so I could show that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, one second. I got to get my demo. That's gonna be overhead. And uh, show this off. So I, the only thing is the bad apple demo I took was 128 by Oh, oh no, my demo didn't work. There you yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, there you go. Ground wire yeah, disconnected. Um, the only thing about this is I had to use a, uh, a, a binary file that's uh, 128 by 64, so everything looks really chunky because I, I scaled it up uh, by four times. Um, but what, what's really nice about this demo is it shows you both um, the refresh and um, the contrast and how it looks in real life um, with the, you know this this yeah. silvery background and these black pixels. It's a very unique display. Um, Extremely daylight readable. Uh, You do need to have light shining on it, though. It doesn't have a backlight. Yeah, you can do that, and you can see it's actually a little shiny. Yeah, look how sharp it is. It's uh, It's very sharp. A sharp display. It's it's called a sharp display, and it is a sharp display, even though it's the company. It's called Sharp. So um, very high resolution display. One thing to watch out for: Um, you really want to have a hardware SPI port to control it because there's a lot of pixels. And you need a chip with a lot of RAM because you have to buffer the whole display. So this is not going to run on an Uno or a Leonardo. You'll need at least like a, a Mega or like a Raspberry Pi or an M4 an M0 board uh, in order to drive these um, beautiful displays. So very nice also very thin. Okay, right along next up. Okay, next up, we've got some NeoPixel neon strip. I, I kind of like these neon strips. I, don't know, I know we have a lot of them, but this one is RGBW, so it's a it's a NeoPixel strip of, in, of encased silicone, so it's like flexible and very beautifully diffused. Um, and one of the sorry, and each LED inside not only has red, green, but also has white, so you see this cool cool white color as well as the you know the normal red green blue so this is uh it runs off of five volts which is really nice this is a looks like a normal rgbw neopixel it's too washed out yeah that's that cool. cool uh this is the plastic that we use yeah to better show it shows leds i've solved the problem of how you used to show it's a nice LEDs. rainbow yeah, nice. Cool. Uh, this is uh and this is just showing it's it's pure white and then it goes back to the rainbow swirl and um What's nice about this is it's, you know, very flexible. Um, You can uh, twist and bend it. We see this a lot uh, making cove lighting or like fake neon signs. So what I like about this is we had a couple versions that were like 12 volts or they weren't RGBW. So we finally have one that's RGBW. I think this could be great for some kind of nifty art installations or lighting installations. All right. Okay. Moving right along. Moving right along. You got a lot to get through. Yeah. There's this. Uh, okay, so we got this magnetic strip. Magnetic strip. This is such a weird thing. I don't know if anyone's going to want it, but I thought it was interesting. So, what it is, it's a multipole magnetic strip, and this is used by CNC builders. And um, a lot like that current sensor I was talking about, um, what you do is you have a Hall effect sensor or a magnetometer and you measure along the strip and by measuring um, how the poles flip back and forth on the strip you can determine uh, what your position is and your speed and your direction so it looks just like normal like low-cost magnetic uh, material it's got that like kind of a dark gray look this is a magnet viewing film so this lets you kind of see it doesn't tell you the polarity but it tells you where there's a magnetic field so I put it over you can see that there is alternating poles, it goes north-south, north-south, etc, etc, every five millimeters, and it's very precise. And so if you have a magnet, a Hall Effect sensor that can detect north or south polarity, as it moves, even though these are five millimeters apart, it can measure the change in strength, which will be a sine wave, right? It won't be a perfect square wave, it will be a sine wave. It can measure the speed and um, location along the strip, and it's this is much more flexible than an optical strip, and you don't have to have um, uh, the delicate optical strip. This, you know, this will of course survive much harsher environments because the magnetic sensor doesn't have to be physically touching or surrounding the strip. It's kind of interesting material, uh, so we give it to you in um, a meter-long uh, strip, cut off for you. Um, you can cut it with uh, you know a powerful shear. It's got a uh, 3M. Um, adhesive on the back. I'm not going to peel it off because yeah. it's extremely sticky, as I found out. And you, you splice it to the size you want? You just cut it. Yeah, you just cut it into the size you want. I know, I mean, you're not going to be like, this is a meter long. You're not going to be making a CNC that's a meter long, probably. Um, but, you know, I remember, like, when I was in school there's always this problem of, like, you wanted to measure uh, motion across a line, but you didn't want to get, like, a whole custom optical sensor. So I think, even though this is not inexpensive um it is a, a really easy to use solution right you can use the same code that people have for everyday magnetic encoders um and you just use it on a linear strip rather than again rotating uh sensor so multi-pole magnetic strips somebody emailed us and said you should carry this and i was like oh, that's kind of cool and uh, now yeah. we're carrying it all right next up okay now we've got a family of motors so these are the first n20 motors that we're stocking um i wanted to hit it off with a bang so these are like we mentioned uh encoder enabled n20s so they're the n20 size just kind of a standard size dc geared motor and they've got a d shaft on the end but what's really cool is um it's not just a motor it has an encoder built in a magnetic encoder that has both Direct, You know, it has uh, two outputs and so you can tell both direction and speed and uh, these are really great little encoders I've got a demo you can show a little video And we've got Multiple gears so I think we've got one to 50 one to 100 one to 150 and one to 300 So I kind of tried to pick you know a a range that uh, people could use for their projects and um plug this in, Uh, they have differing, they have the same current, so all of them um, are all of them are uh, 6 volt nominal, but you can drive them at 4.5 or 5 volts, I'm doing here 5 volts off of USB and um, they all draw about uh, 100 milliamps while rated, like running normally and 200 milliamps while stalled. So not the most powerful motors, but you know, I think it's a good trade-off of speed and size and cost. On the back, there's this little uh, magnetic wheel. It has, I think, uh, 14 poles, seven pairs. And then um, you have to, you can, uh, sorry, you can power the motor with two wires through like any, uh, you know, uh, brushed DC motor driver. And then there's another two pins, Two wires one for power and ground for the logic levels that so can be three or five volt logic and then two more outputs you can connect to say the interrupts of your microcontroller and that's how this featherwing setup is measuring the um, speed rpm and the direction so you can see it knows it's going forward or backward um, and then you know there's uh, a lot of robotics especially as you start to try to drive straight and you realize that your motors aren't perfectly um, equivalent. Having an encoder lets you make sure that all the motors are matched up. You can also tell when you're stalling. You can tell which direction you're going. You can uh, correct uh, if somebody uh, you know, bumps into your robot or something. So I thought this was kind of nice because it's like an all-in-one motor solution. You know, you don't need to use an encoder, but I think if you're paying for these, you should definitely hook up the encoder at least one of them to tell the speed, two of them to tell the direction. All right. And so, 20 uh, motors. Oh, and we have wheels for those as well. Need wheels. Magnetic feet. Okay, so these are just like these like, magnetic feet. These come with RGB matrices, but our um, latest vendor of LED matrices, even though um, they've let us really reduce the cost of our LED matrices, would not include the magnetic feet, which is actually okay with. So um, now we sell them separately. A couple bucks. And if you want to, mount your led matrix on your fridge for example or on your multiple magnetic strip pick these up you get four you screw them onto the back they got magnets okay we now have the standalone ada box the latest one get a clue get a clue and all the clue accessories yeah you get uh, a pump and tubing and batteries and battery holder uh, you get a Bonsai Buckaroo, you get a glove, and you even get a K95 mask, so you can build a yep. ton of projects. What's interesting is, like, usually we have more stuff in the box, but because the Clue is so integrated, like, it has, like, ten different sensors built into it. Um, we have a lot of Clue projects, and it's on the cover of Make, so you yeah. know that you can uh, be inspired uh, with Arduino or Circuit Python to get a Clue and, uh, you know, investigate the world around you. Yeah. And the star of the show tonight, besides you, lead Ada, and our community, and our team at Adafruit is... The MS8607 from TE. Uh, they make great sensors. This is a PHT sensor, also known as a pressure, humidity, and temperature sensor. Runs over I squared C, so we put some QT connectors on it. We're getting very close to 50 QT sensors and boards, which is very exciting. Um, Brian uh, did the code for this one. You can program it in Arduino circuit python or python so it works on a raspberry pi an arduino a clue if you want to add another sensor and uh what's nice is that this is you know the, previously there was only the bosch sensors that had these integrated pressure and humidity sensing elements and now we have a new contender which i always like i like to see more options um so here i've got a quick demo i just have it plugged into a feather so pressure got the pressure uh, about a thousand hectopascals Uh, humidity it's kind of humid in here 65% temperature a nice 27 degrees if I breathe on it I can make the humidity go up temperature goes up a little bit and if I put my uh, hand over the sensor I can make the pressure go up a little bit so these can be used as altimeters uh, that, it's actually a little bit more uh, precise than the digits I'm showing. There's, there's more digits I didn't print out because it wouldn't fit on the, the screen. <clears throat> we use it as an altimeter. Uh, you can use it as a weather sensing. You can use it um, for envi- you know, any kind of environmental or plant monitoring. So a lot of options. Uh, I like pressure, humidity, and temperature. Kind of It, it gives you a really good sense of you know, what's going on in the enclosure or the greenhouse or you know, your factory. What the weather is going to be like. So uh, combine all together, it's a nice environmental sensor from TE. All right. And that is the product. New, 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 new. New, new. Whew, That's a lot of news.